Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Week 10 is upon us. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Tullamore Dew, Fine Irish Whiskey, and, of course, the fine folks over at Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Thanks to our partners there. Again, I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show. 312-332-3776. Your opportunity to go ahead and give me a shout, and we can go ahead and have a conversation about what fantasy football decisions are giving you an issue today. If you're new to the show, first segment, I take the time to go through some of the key injuries that you're going to need to be aware of, all the latest information and news that we have from the NFL insiders out there. And, of course, after that, we will take your calls. Time to get after it. Although, before I start playing the highlights, I should mention, don't forget, today is the debut of the NFL in Germany for a regular season game. We've got the Seattle Seahawks taking on the home-designated Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Germany today. So that is an 8.30 kickoff. So make sure that if you have any Buccaneers or Seattle Seahawks that you don't want into your lineup, get them out now. In regards to injury, I don't think we're really facing any that should affect most fantasy football lineups. We're pretty much aware of everybody. Metcalf, Lockett, all set to go. Uh, you know, four nets. Do you really want to use him at this point because of his diminished role right now in the Bucks offense? Maybe that's the consideration. At this point, if you've got a decent alternative, I would certainly consider using that person instead of Leonard Fournette in your running back spot. Outside of that, you know, Mike Evans pretty much have to keep him in your lineup. Chris Godwin, he's been consistently average all this year. So if uh, you're ready to at least put him on the bench for a week, that might net. Two weeks with the bye, it might be uh, worth considering. But outside of that, no real key injuries in that game. All right, to the injuries. In goal, Bill's driving for the lead, and Allen throws, touchdown inside, Isaiah McKenzie. All right, so Josh Allen, here we go. This is the big one, and word is he is going to start today. He will be active against the Vikings. Now, that's great news, and I think at this point, I personally would lock him into my lineup in pretty much all instances. I can't think of too many scenarios where people might have a better option who they would turn to on their bench. Perhaps the one where I could see it aligning based on where players were drafted would actually be if you own Justin Fields. I would start Justin Fields today against the Detroit Lions over Josh Allen because of the UCL sprain that he's dealing with while he plays. If you saw the game last week against the Jets, as the game wound down, Josh Allen was having some difficulty with his accuracy. Not as accurate as we've we've come to basically expect from him when he's out on the field. So, 
you know, if you have Justin Fields on your roster along with Josh Allen, yes, I would use Fields over Allen today. Outside of that, chances are you don't own both Mahomes and Allen. Chances are you don't own, eh, maybe, I suppose, maybe if you, you got lucky, you could have grabbed Tua. And so I would I would probably use Tua over Mahomes, or I'm sorry, over Allen as well. So Mahomes, Tua, and Justin Fields are guys who, I'm sorry, Obviously, you don't have Mahomes. But Tua and Justin Fields might be on your roster if you own Allen. I would use both those players over him. Other than that, he's probably fifth in terms of my ranks. I'd probably go Mahomes, Hurts, Fields, Tua, and then Allen today. So that's how I would play it. Otherwise, you probably have to put Josh Allen in your lineup and uh, see how it goes for this week. Murray. Stepping up. Going to run for it. Going to make the end zone for the touchdown. Uh, you know what? I may have gotten ahead of myself. The one thing I did want to mention on Josh Allen as well, going back to that, is with Allen in the lineup, I'm still using Stefan Diggs. There's no doubt you got to keep him in your lineup. Even, even with Case Keenum, I'm using Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis might be a different situation if Allen wasn't playing, but because he is, you can go ahead and use Davis. And Dawson Knox, you know, tight end position is tough. If you've been relying on Dawson Knox, unfortunately, it hasn't been a great year, but um, I'm going to probably use Dawson Knox as well. So, all right, back to Kyler Murray there. And you know what? Let's just play the other. Going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. All right, so you have Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford squaring off in a game at SoFi Stadium today. 325 kick, but looks like both... Colt McCoy for the Cardinals and John Wolford for the Rams will be starting at quarterback. So this is a little bit of a dicey proposition. And again, all the more reason why it's good to have Josh Allen starting today because another couple of quarterbacks who are likely to be out don't really feel good about using either McCoy or Wolford in their stead. Hopefully you're not relying. At at this point, too, I don't really feel good about using Matthew Stafford anymore. The way the Rams' offensive line is an absolute sieve. So I would uh, consider elsewhere because it doesn't look like either player is going to play today if you were holding out hope. I know it's a little bit of a problem because of some of the buys as well. You may have been hoping that you could use Stafford just in a buy situation if maybe you have Lamar or Burrow. But that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So you're going to have to go ahead and make alternative plans. You also heard... Stafford to Odell Beckham Jr. in that highlight. And I wanted to play that highlight to mention ODB. I think it's worth OBJ. I, I always uh, go to the old uh, older bastard there. OBJ. So there is obviously lots of reports about where he is considering signing. Sounds like there's five teams in the mix and he wants to whittle it down to two or three supposedly this week. So according to Adam Schefter, and at this point, if you're carrying Odell Beckham Jr., I think you're, I don't know what you're hoping for in fantasy football, because the reality is by the time he finally gets back, we're talking at least, at least two or three weeks, I believe. And then his debut, you know, it's probably going to be a limited capacity. You know, now we're talking four, five weeks out. And at that point, in pretty much every standard fantasy format, you're in the playoffs. I don't know why you would really feel good about using Odell Beckham Jr. if you're in the playoffs without almost sight unseen for the most part. Even if he does catch on with the Chiefs or Bills, you know, the best landing spots, theoretically, you're probably not going to feel comfortable using him. So personally, I'm not 
carrying Odell Beckham Jr. unless it's in the deepest of deep leagues where roster spots go to guys who some people have never even heard of. So in that scenario, fine, maybe. But outside of that, I am not going off after Odell Beckham Jr. I just don't think the risk is worth the reward at this point. Again in the backfield in front of Elliott. Elliott gets it and is able to finish for the touchdown. So Oda, uh, Ezekiel Elliott has not been ruled out completely just yet. They're going to give him a chance to warm up and see how he feels today. But it sounds like Ezekiel Elliott is unlikely to play today. And this one is even more troublesome because it's the 325 kick as the Cowboys visit Lambeau Field. So Ezekiel Elliott, chances are you're not good unless you have no other person to turn to or you have uh, another running back who's playing in one of the later games so that you can wait it out fine. But again, if he's already talking about not, you know, considering just waiting another week, then chances are even if he's a go, he will probably be limited in some capacity. So probably I would stay away from Ezekiel Elliott if it at all possible today. Mills rolling right, throws over the middle, wide open, Cooks, touchdown! What an opening drive by the Texans! Don't hear that too often in football these days, but Brandon Cooks, who was very disappointed that he was not traded at the trade deadline, thus missed the previous Texans game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday Night Football, prior to this week obviously um there was he did not show up for practice after not getting traded and the texans told him to just go home and figure it out rethink things sounds like he's going to be back in the lineup so if you had been somebody who've been using him regularly you can go ahead and you know ppr formats i like him a little bit more just because there is somewhat of a floor for him even though it's been not great this year He's somewhere usually between four and seven catches. So he's, a you know, again, with the bye weeks in the mix this week, he's somebody who I might consider now that he's back. He's their best receiving option on that team. So I could see using Brandon Cooks in a PPR format, but I certainly don't love him because the Texans have so many problems scoring points these days. And uh, you have to imagine against the Giants, they will probably continue to struggle. Simmons showed blitz. Here he comes from the outside. Tannehill to the end zone. All right, so uh, we're going to have to wait for word on Ryan Tannehill. Still no indication just yet as to whether or not he will play today. He's listed as questionable, so it sounds like it's a possibility. And after the Malik Willis experience, I think they're definitely in the mood to try and get Tannehill back out there. That would definitely help, I think, Derrick Henry as a runner, although you're obviously starting him, so no decision to be made there. Ryan Tannehill, more of an option in deeper leagues super flex options i you know if he plays i would probably use him in super flex if you're uh looking at that as a possibility but outside of that um you know it's uh the the titans offense gets a bit of a boost with him out there so you would hope that he is going to be available today that is a noon kick as the denver broncos visit the tennessee titans so uh we should have some clarity on that around 10 30 today first and goal percent in the So David Njoku, that's somebody who I wanted to mention. He has officially been ruled out. He was ruled out on Friday. But there is some optimism that he could be returning 
possibly next week, maybe even two weeks if uh, if that is not the case. So I bring him up because he, with the high ankle sprain, he was cut in a significant portions of leagues over the last few weeks, especially sometimes you get into that bye week crunch and you have to make a difficult decision and it's easy to cut ties with a player who you know is going to miss a few weeks. Currently available in about 30% of leagues, I would say... If you can find the room, if you've been dealing with uh, trying to find a productive tight end this season, David Njoku could be the solution for you once he returns. He really had kind of made himself a focal point of the passing game with Jacoby Brissett leading the way right now. And of course, as I've mentioned multiple times on this show, on other platforms, uh, on Twitter, Deshaun Watson is set to return in week 13. That obviously will you would expect to help the Browns passing game out significantly. At that point, you would think Njoku will be back from the high ankle sprain. So if you've been looking for, you know, a tight end all season long, and I would say go check to see if Njoku is available in your league. Again, available in about 30% of leagues in ESPN formats right now. So um, he might be worth scooping up and just keeping on your bench because I think he could return next week. If not next week, seems like two is definitely on the table. And then of course, when Deshaun Watson returns, I think Njoku could be the big winner and definitely could be a big league winner for you if you grab him right before the playoffs. All right, there are all the key injury notes you need to be aware of this Sunday morning. I am Jeff Meller. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000 every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. here taking your phone calls. Again, 312-332-3776. Taking all of your lineup questions next right here on the Fantasy Show Presented by Telemardu Fine Irish, Irish Whiskey. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. reminder here Tampa Bay hosts Seattle in Germany coming your way in Munich in about 10 10 15 minutes from kick right now so last chance to go ahead and set your lineup for all of your Seahawks and Buccaneers if you need Geno Smith locked into your lineup make sure that he's in there if you uh, need him out Make sure that he's out because, of course, lineup will lock for that game very, very shortly. Again, I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey. You can see me hold up a bottle on Twitch. A little early to uh, start drinking the Telemore Dew for me personally, but please, it's a Sunday. Feel free to partake if you'd like. But as always, thanks to uh, our presenting sponsor, more Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey for being a great, great partner here at ESPN 1000. All right, uh, to the phones we go. 312-332-3776. Getting things started today with my man, Mike in Mount Prospect. Mikey, what's going on? Hey, Jeff. I'm in dead last one and eight, but the good news, I'm uh, favored by 18 this week. <laughs> oh, the projections. I, I've got, uh, you got to keep on fighting, man. I fight no, to the I, end. I, I, sure. do, I think, Mike, uh, I can say this for anybody who's ever taken part in a fantasy league 
it just play it through, play it through to the end, even in, in poor yeah. seasons. Everybody in your league will appreciate at least the competitive spirit. Nobody likes when they look and see one team going up against a, uh, you know, yeah, a team that has basically gone dead. So uh, we appreciate that. What do we got, Mike? All right, I got a full PPR. Uh, this, uh, this week I got to take two of the following three running backs. I got Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that's cost me this season, uh, Jonathan Taylor under the new regime. Sure. And I've got uh, Jamal Williams, who's actually averaging close to 15 points, whether Swift's in or not. Yeah, no, you know what? I think I uh, two or three. All right, Mike. Uh, and I think this one's actually uh, a pretty easy situation at this point. Based on what we've seen all year, I think Jonathan Taylor has to go to the bench when you've got some pretty strong options, especially in PPR format. You know Kamara's a lock. He needs to be in your lineup. And then we've clearly seen that the Colts offense is struggling. Uh, Ellinger, now there's word that Matt Ryan could be active again today being the backup. And so it sounds like if Ellinger continues to struggle, Matt Ryan might go back into the game. And while I think that would be better for Taylor for the long term, this today, I don't want any part of Jeff Saturday, and I just kind of want to step back and see what I have. And when you've got Jamal Williams as the alternative, that's a pretty easy play. You know he's going to get all the goal line carries against the Bears D that has struggled to stop everybody. So definitely Kamara and Jamal Williams, Mike. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. As always, appreciate the listenership. Let's try Tom, who's in Romeoville today on the Fantasy Football Show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing well. How about you? Wonderful. I'm fighting for first place here, man. I need two out of five, receiver and a flex. Okay. Kirk. It's full PPR. Christian Kirk, Devonta Smith, Jeff Wilson, Khalil Herbert, or Donovan Peoples-Jones. And you need two of these? Yeah, for receiver and a flex. (sighs) All right. So it comes down to uh, Devonta Smith, Jeff Wilson, and Christian Kirk. I think those three are kind of above... The, uh, the five that you gave me here. And, you know, Jeff Wilson, y- y- you saw him immediately kind of make an impact. I-, I, think, I think, Tom, I'm saying I would go with Jeff Wilson and Christian Kirk. I could see a little, you know, I would PPR. I could see the argument for Devontae Smith over Jeff, Jeff Wilson. But I liked what I saw last week. Uh, Mike McDaniel did not shy away from getting him the ball. We saw it here firsthand in Chicago. So I think Jeff Wilson is, you know, he's going to obviously split carries with Raheem Mostert, but it seems like he very easily could be the guy who gets to work near the goal line more often than not. So I think I would use Wilson and Christian Kirk. Great. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's try Will, who's in Pilsen. Will, Will, you're on uh, ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? It's going well. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you as well. Um, Full point PPR. I got Pollard, Judy, and Ayuk. Okay, uh, and you need two of these? Yeah, two of them, sorry. Okay, no, no, no worries. Yeah, definitely Tony Pollard. You know, it sounds like Zeke's out, so that one's pretty easy. And then I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I I think Brandon Ayuk has shown all season long that he's been, you know, a different receiver. Now, the only problem clearly is that the volume in San Francisco gets spread around to so many different players. You know, it's it's not like a four-headed monster in terms of guys you need to be worried about Christian McCaffrey will clearly be the lead guy and then with Debo back I can understand the reluctance to use Ayuk and then uh, you know George Kittle is going to be in the mix as well but I think Ayuk is probably third in the pecking order you know after McCaffrey and Debo so and he should get his uh, Kyle Shanahan very creative at finding 
you know, ways to get everybody on the field the ball. So I think a uke over Judy, just because I think you feel more comfortable about the Niners scoring points. Mm-hmm. All righty. No Thanks. problem. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. Let's go on out to Bridgeport and say hey to Tom. Tommy. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty hey, good. I need one of, these, uh, one of these two defenses, Tennessee or San Francisco. The only reason why I'm asking because I got Josh Palmer. So if I play San Francisco, I might have to sit him down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you there, and I'm in a similar situation, Tom, in one of my leagues. I've actually got Justin Herbert and Josh Palmer against oh. the San Francisco defense. And so I, I see what you're saying. Sometimes it feels like, oh, uh, counterintuitive. How can I you know, have a big week when I've got the QB, the receiver, and the defense? Um, it First off, it depends. Can you get hurt by your defense giving up a lot of points? Like, like, you know, yeah. so, some, some, some yeah. leagues really penalize you if your team gives up, or your defense gives up a significant number of points. Does yours do that? Yes. All right. So in that, you know, that's the one situation. I do like San Francisco's playmakers on defense, but I do think, you know, even though the Chargers are going to be, you know, still limited without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I didn't even play their highlights, by the way, because for anyone who missed the, the opening segment, uh, you, you know, that at that point, we, we already know at this point that uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out. So um, I wouldn't be reluctant to use San Francisco's defense, but I think the Titans have that great matchup against the Broncos and they haven't proven to be anything, you know, significant offensively. So I think the Titans defense is uh, the play today, Tom. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's go on out to Hoffman Estates and say good morning to Jim. Jimmy! Jimmy! Uh, this, What's up, man? This is Gerald in Hoffman Estates. All right, Gerald. Okay. Sorry. No, no good worries. Good morning, my friend. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll be brief. Uh, I'm in a PPR league. Mm-hmm. I need a wide receiver out of these three. Okay. Uh, Clay Poole, uh, Pittman, and Palmer. You need one of those three or two? Uh, two of those three. Okay. And I, I want to add one thing. I already am starting to met on the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that will be a conflict with adding. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's a good point, Jim. And, you know, usually I try not to shy away from situations when, you know, we're talking about good players, but the way the offense, the Bears offense, which, you know, we've been raving about, it's been fun to watch, but part of it is obviously Justin Fields taking taking so many rushing yards off the table, which, you know, takes off the passing yards. I think, yeah, I would use Palmer definitely because he was clearly the uh, top receiving threat for Herbert last week mm-hmm. and, and the week pr- uh, a couple weeks ago prior to missing a week because of a concussion. So definitely Palmer for sure. And I think I would still use Pittman over Claypool, Jim. I want to see, even though my, Matt Eberflus has indicated and Luke Getze has indicated that we'll see more of Claypool this week, I want to see yeah. him out on the field you know, for a significant 50 snaps or so before I go ahead and use him over Michael Pittman. Right. So you're thinking this new coach for Indy is going to maybe open it up for Pittman? No, no, I don't, Jim. But the truth is that I think Michael Pittman probably outscores Chase Claypool this week. Well, that's all that counts. Yeah, right? uh, exactly. Thanks for your help. No buddy. problem. Have a great day. Good luck, Gerald. I, I called him Jim again. My bad on that one. Let's go on out to Brian in Mokina. Brian, what's going on? What's going on, Jeff? Not much. Uh, I need help. I got. I need one running back and one flex out of these five. So we got Najee Harris. Kareem Hunt, Khalil Herbert, Devontae Smith, and Rondale Moore. And you need how many of those? Just one running back and one flex. Okay, so point PPR. I want to. I would say Devontae Smith is in there at the flex, and then right. I think I would use Kareem Hunt 
can't really trust Najee Harris at this point. Steelers offensively don't seem to have a cohesive plan going right now. Um, you know, maybe they'll be a little bit better out of the bye, but let's see it before we just, you know, I think anybody who's considering using Najee Harris, if you've got an alternative, I definitely would use that. Problem with Khalil Herbert, Matt Eberflus will give him the ball, but it's it's definitely a, you know, 1-1-A situation, and maybe it's still close to 1-2 and two on the pecking order because Montgomery's still getting about, you know, two-thirds of the snaps. At least the encouraging thing is when Khalil Herbert's out there, they generally generally run the ball with him. I don't think they trust his pass pro skills nearly as much as they trust Montgomery. So when Herbert's out there, he gets the ball quite frequently. Nevertheless, though, I still think that probably tops out most weeks at, you know, 12 carries. So it's hard to live on that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I clearly Hunt is in the similar situation, but I still trust his talent. And, you know, he's one, you know, whatever, you know, Nick Chubb, you know, uh, ding away from being, you know, a top five fantasy option himself. So I think I'd still use Kareem Hunt, even though it's been a frustrating year. I think now that we're past the trade deadline, Bri, and, um, you know, there's nowhere to go, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see Kareem Hunt used a little more in the Browns offense. Yeah, especially in the the passing game, too. I appreciate you, Jeff. No problem, Bri. Good luck. Hopefully that one will work out for you. Let's try. Actually, uh, 312-332-3776. Got to take a brief time out here, but we will continue to take your phone calls. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. prior and every Sunday during the football season. Uh, Coming up in about an hour and a half, I want to mention that uh, if you are in the Crestwood area, come on out and say hello to me and Dion Miller. We will be uh, giving you a Bears pregame show, and uh, we'll be there from 10 to noon today, 13148 Rivercrest Drive, Club Hawthorne Crestwood, and the Points Bet Sportsbook. We will be out there, so come on by, say hello. We were there last week, fabulous place to watch all of your football games, especially in the noon hour, the noon window when you've got uh, eight games going on live. It's a great place to hang out and watch football on a Sunday. So come say hello. I'll be out there with Deion Miller around 10 o'clock right after Xander and Hanley wrap up. More fantasy football show coming up next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Oh, the people of Germany have to be loving it. They have seen their first punt in an NFL regular season game as the Bucks go three and out to start that one. Seahawks and Geno Smith taking the field right now. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. 312-332-3776. If you would like to offer up a fantasy football dilemma that you're dealing with today, I'll try and talk you through it. We'll figure out a solution for you and hopefully get it right. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And I will try and answer your questions there as well. I will give you a little bit of a tip. If you get it in early, you can always... uh, it's a better chance that I'll have a, an opportunity to answer it before games get going at noon today. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, I see it says Brady or, G- Brady or Gino. Do you have uh, another option? Because I realized I wasn't able to get you in before the game kicked off. Yeah, 
And uh, I have another question, though. Uh, uh, I ended up going with Geno Smith. I wasn't sure who to go there. Brady's been so bad. Uh, what do you? What are your expectations today for uh, Debo? Do you think? So I mean, it's you know, it's tough. He's going to return. Generally, I think what we're going to see from Debo, and this is where you know the addition of Christian McCaffrey, I think, really hurts him more than anybody for our fantasy purposes. Right now, it's going to be harder to account for him. So the uh, you know, uh, average yards per play when you see Debo out there probably going to increase because teams are going to have to account for McCaffrey. But the reality is near the goal line, he really hasn't seen many goal lines since I think it was week three's the last time he really saw, you know, a goal uh, carry inside the 10-yard line. Um, so, you know, it seems like the days of him being that clear-cut rusher are going to take a hit. And then if that's the case, you know, his wide receiver value was really tied to them, all that rushing yards that he was getting you, right? So I think Debo is probably, he's still a top 20 wide receiver, but I don't think he's in the top 10 anymore. So he falls somewhere between, for me, you know, that, you know, 11 to 20 range for the most part. Would you think about starting Jerry Judy or Rondell Moore before him today? You know, no, no, he's just too talented, and I still know that you know, even though uh, you know, I don't, th- I don't see him getting many goal, uh, you know, red zone carries that much anymore. He's still going to get a few, I would think, from time to time, and he's just, it, it don't, he's so much more explosive than those other options. I, I don't want to, I don't, don't want to use Jerry Judy at all if I don't have to. All right, thanks, Jeff. Good thanks, luck Dave. on your games today. You as well. Appreciate it as always. Let's try. John, who's in Bolingbrook. John, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Yeah, I have a quarterback dilemma. Justin Fields or Josh Allen? I, it, you know what? It's, uh, it's a great one to have, I'll tell you that, because you're in great, a, great oper- a great position considering what Josh Allen's dealing with. I said at the top of the show, for anybody who missed it, John, Justin Fields is one of the few quarterbacks I would actually use over Josh Allen today. Now, if you're just joining us, Josh Allen is expected to be under center for the Bills today. So if you were concerned about it, you can probably go ahead and use him. There's only a few quarterbacks who I would use over Josh Allen. And Mahomes, most people don't have Mahomes and Allen. That would be silly, right? Uh, Hurts, most people don't have Hurts and Allen. I would still use him. But then the two you might have would be Fields and Tua. Those are the two other quarterbacks who I would use over Josh Allen today personally. So he's uh, Josh Allen's still in my top five, but if you've got one of those four, I would rather use them over uh, Josh Allen today, John. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. I mean, it's just a sweet, sweet matchup. And again, I'll uh, break a lot more of that down on the pregame show with Deion Miller coming up at 10 o'clock today. But uh, Justin Fields against the Detroit Lions you got to like that. So at home, looks good. With an opportunity to build on a great, great game last week, a record-breaking game. So, yeah, I would go ahead and use Justin Fields this week in most cases. Let's try Tony, who's in Shorewood. Tony, what's going on, bud? Hey, hey Jeff. How you doing today? Doing well. Um, so I, I got a little bit of a dilemma because I, I am starting to, uh, and I have Waddle in the lineup as well. So my question is, um, I need two. I need um, of the four, Jeff Wilson, mm-hmm. Swift, Taysom Hill, or Rondell Moore. And is it uh, is it a PPR, Tony? Half point, half point, half point PPR. Uh, half point PPR, so you middle it and make it more difficult here. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, Taysom Hill, I just, you know, I, it's 
Good luck to you. It's one of those things right. where he certainly could rush in a few touchdowns. He could throw a big one, but it's hard to know for sure on a week-in and week-out basis. So he's hit or miss, boom or bust. I don't really want to use him if I don't have to, especially when there's any type of PPR component. So I would get him out of the mix. And that brings it down to Wilson, Swift, or Rondale Moore. I think I want to... I know you said you got Tua and Waddle, but the offense is good enough where you can probably get by in, in this case, using Wilson. So I think I would use Wilson for sure. Then it comes down to Swift versus Rondell Moore. And, Tony, I, this is where you could sometimes – I could get caught a little bit because Dan Campbell has been very encouraging about De- DeAndre Swift this past couple, uh, past couple days, Thursday and Friday, looking better. So – I would probably lean towards Swift over Rondale more, especially, too, as I think about it with Colt McCoy. Don't think that helps out uh, Rondale more that much. So, yeah, I guess uh, DeAndre Swift, I would take a chance there. Let's try Scott, who's in Maryville. Scott, you're on ESPN 1000, my friend. Hey, thanks for taking my call, my good man. No um, problem. I got a flex situation. It's a PPR. and it's bet- I have Zach Ertz in, and uh, the other guy is George Pickens. The reason why I'm going through that is, you know, I had Zach Ertz in. I thought he'd be fine, but it looks like maybe Colt McCoy might play, so I don't know if that affects things. And then the reason why George Pickens looks shiny on the bench to me is he's got the coming off the bye, yep. and this is the first game after Chase. So I'm just wondering, should I swap out or just stay with Zach Ertz and move on with that? That's kind of my question. Between those so, two. you know, I, I think I would lean towards Pickens. I think the upside is much okay. higher for him. I think there's a much better... I mean, listen, the Steelers have been tough offensively, but I like I, I could see a scenario where Pickens scores a couple touchdowns, making some nice catches near the, you know, when they get into the red zone. Whereas Ertz, you know, I think he's probably safe for four catches, but I think Pickens, not like to your point, Scott, without Claypool now, I think the floor on George Pickens is going to go up a little bit. So I would rather take a bet on the guy who I think could have some bigger plays. Sometimes. You know, you were saying a bad team, but sometimes a wide receiver on a bad team in fantasy, it's still beautiful, you know? No, That's well, what I'm thinking with Pickens. It, no, it's a great point, Scott, especially, too, when what you need is you need a bad team where they only have a couple of, you know, decent options. And Claypool obviously right. threw a wrench into things. But now I think with just Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, I, yeah, I do think, you know, funneling some more targets to them could be beneficial to both players, uh, fantasy owners. Okay, thanks a lot, bud. Appreciate no problem. It. Thank you, Scott. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's try Ron, who's in Schaumburg. Ronnie, what's up, buddy? Morning, Jeff. How you doing? Doing well. Yeah, I got. Uh, I'm kind of swimming against the current, and I'm trying to keep my head up here. Mm-hmm. I'm favored by seven points this week, so it's not a lot. But what I got is I've got uh, three. I need uh, two. Okay. Um, I've got Christian Kirk, Dion Swift, Wendell Robinson. I also have Pittman, but I'm ready to drop that guy. But I also have uh, Williams, Jamal Williams, already starting for Detroit. Now, he have ah. two people on one team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need two of three there? Right. Uh, yeah, Kirk is definitely in for me there, especially in the PPR scoring. Oh, boy, it's tough, DeAndre, to start Swift and Williams. Um, and you had Wandale Robinson and Pittman, right, Ron, as the other options? Yeah. But I was going to sit Pittman. <sighs> yeah, He's yeah. Been, I'm ready to dump him. Yeah, like I could see using Wandale Robinson. Don't love it, not going to be honest with you. But if it were me, Ron, I think I would probably 
use Swift with Williams based on what I've heard from Dan Campbell this week. I know, and I don't love it. I'm not going to lie, but I don't think Wandale Robinson in that Giants passing game is going to. You're not going to be kicking yourself because you're missing a monster game from Robinson. Whereas Swift, if he's back and the Lions are actually using him anywhere close to you know the 50 percent snaps that they did earlier in the season, there is a possibility you could be kicking yourself for not using Swift. So I think there's a much greater likelihood that you would regret regret not starting Swift than Robinson. Okay, well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, well, don't thank Start me yet, but hopefully, week. yes, sounds good, Ron. Hopefully we're, that uh, logic plays out. Let's try Hammer, who's in Kenwood. Hammer, what's going on, my man? Uh, good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Thanks for making it. All right, I have a flex, uh, little dilemma here. I have Alan Lavard sitting in there right now, but uh, I'm thinking about either placing Mooney or Khalil Herbert. What do you thought? So, you know, I'm okay. I think I would use Mooney over Lazard today. Um, you know, we're just at a point where Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it's him being disinterested at this point because he has, you know, come to the realization that it's not going to be his year. He doesn't have enough talent. But he's not playing at the level that is commensurate with his talent. You know, we, we he's not the – even though – as he noted on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, that he's still the reigning two-time MVP. That's fine. But we are now through nine weeks, and he is not playing anywhere near that level. So that, to me, is enough to say, I don't really want to be in on that Packers offense against the Cowboys this week. I think Darnell Mooney against the Lions it, you know, is a pretty sweet opportunity here. So I would use Mooney. All right, thank you, sir. Go thank Bears. you, Hammer. Go Bears, as always. 312-332-3776. Last chance to get in now if you'd like to have your question answered on the Fantasy Football Show. And as he mentioned, Go Bears, uh, I will mention it again. I will be out with Dion Miller at the Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood, 13148 River Crest Drive. So if you are in the area and you'd like to come out and say hello or just come on out and hang out and watch some football all day long, it is a beautiful spot to do it. The Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood. Come on by, say hello. I'll be there starting at 10 o'clock, 10 to noon. Me and Dion Miller, so come out and say hello and uh, get set for Bears and Lions. More Fantasy Football Show coming your way, presented by Telemordu Irish Whiskey. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. First down by DK Metcalf as Junior Smith finds him over the middle for about a 14-yard gainer in Germany. I'm Jeff Maller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Here with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. 312-332-3776. Wake up early with me and uh, get your fantasy football info that you need before the games today. I will be back again at 10 o'clock with Dion Miller broadcasting live from the PointsBet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne in Crestwood today. So uh, come on out and say hello if you're in the area. Again, you can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And I will try and answer your questions 
for fantasy purposes that way as well. Let's try Dan, who is in Evergreen Park. Dano, what do we got? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Hey, and thanks for taking my call. No hey, problem. I have a flex question, PPR. Do I risk Jonathan Taylor or play it safe and go with Donovan Peoples-Jones or perhaps a Kadarius Tony? Yeah, Dan, you know, I think uh, Taylor, you know, active... You know, I, I think Jeff Saturday is going to probably, you know, look to run the ball, especially with Ellinger. Now, I think, you know, the problem there is that teams know that. Nevertheless, though, uh, I don't trust people's Jones enough just yet. I, you know, okay. talk to me in three, four weeks when Watson's under center. I just think Jacoby Brissett limits the upside. Chubb is clearly the focal point of the offense. So occasionally people's Jones can, you know, have a decent outing. But most weeks, I think you want to kind of swing for the upside with Taylor. If he breaks one, even though I know it's the ankle injury, so you don't feel great about it, but if he's active today and you know all indications are that he's going to be, um, unless we get some late scratch because he does something in pregame warm-ups, but if he's active, I think you got to use Taylor at this point. And, and we need to see a little bit from Tony before you can go ahead and use him, I think. Yeah, I agree 100%. Thank you so much. No problem, Dan. Thanks for making the call. Always appreciate you listening. Let's try Jordan in Wakanda. Jordan, what do you got? Good morning, Jeff. Uh, Good morning. PPR. A PPR league, I need a bi-week replacement, either Michael Gallup, who's been disappointing all year, or Matt Collins, who's interesting with, with Renfro and Waller out. But I also do have Josh Jacobs in my lineup, so between Gallup and sure. Collins. Oh, boy, this is, yeah, that is a rough one. I got to be honest there. Boy, I, like, my initial response is, I think, uh, and it's PPR, right, Jordan? Yes. Yeah, is. I think of the PPR, it's, it's okay to use Matt Collins. You know, maybe I don't say this enough sometimes. Like, that's kind of the difference maker. Like, when it's okay, I feel like sometimes to use players on the same team. In PPR, there's a chance for, you know, lots of guys to – It's we can discuss the, you know, the limited uh, nature of PPR and how it's probably not the greatest for determining a player's value. But nevertheless, when you're playing in that – scoring format i think it's okay to use multiple players from the same team at times and that's where without like i think you've already come to the conclusion without waller without renfro i think hollins is okay to use today over gallup all right Hollins, it is i appreciate it all right good luck jordan thanks for listening let's try kyle who is in crystal lake what do you got kai um good morning jeff um at we're in a ppr league okay for flex do we start um Adam Thielen, Jamar, or, uh, Chase Claypool, or Joshua Palmer? All right, Kyle. So in this situation, I think you want to use Josh Palmer because without Mike Williams, without Keenan Allen, he's definitely Justin Herbert's preferred target. He's probably the only guy who can create separation consistently for the Chargers. So, Kyle, I think Josh Palmer's the play here. Uh, Adam Thielen hasn't been quite the same this season. He's dealing with a knee issue. Seems to have limited him all year. So I think Joshua Palmer's the guy you want to use. All right. Thank you, Jeff. No problem, Kyle. Thanks for waking up early. Let's try Isaac, who's in Denver. Isaac, what's up, my man? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Love good morning. Show and all your work. Bear Appreciate down. It. Bear Hope down. You, uh, get some skiing down over here in Denver this season. <laughs> uh, we will, uh, I, I will be out your way uh, definitely in February and maybe even sooner than that. So, uh, yes, I will be hitting the slopes very soon, Isaac. Now we're talking. Hey, just a quick uh, running back question, PPR. Um, I need two of four, uh, either Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Tony Pollard, or Khalil Herbert. So Tony Pollard, lock him in. 
And I think I would lean towards David Montgomery against the Lions today. Now, Eberflus, you know, has told us all the one, you know, problem here is that he is willing to go with the hot hand. So if Khalil Herbert gets going, it could be a Khalil Herbert game. But nevertheless, Montgomery's still been out snapping him pretty significantly. So I think I'd still continue to use Montgomery over Herbert at this stage. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank you, Isaac. Appreciate it. Go Bears always. Let's try my man, George, who's in Racine, Wisconsin. George, how was your birthday? Did you have a good one? Yes, sir. Excellent. Thank you so much. And the nice young man that I told him I played ball at Marquette a long time ago, and he was from DePaul, and I said, well, when I was playing against DePaul, I was in the band box, and Ray Meyer was the coach, so. That's, anyway, that would be a, the, the young man would be Charlie Bevins producing the show today, doing great work. So uh, yes, he, does. he is a fine young man, George. I agree. Okay, I have a sort of a benign question. I've kind of got my lineup. Obviously, thank you very much for your Fields recommendation last week. I'm glad I gave it. <laughs> I had Steve, I had um, Jacksonville quarterback on the bench, and I just went and Fields was there. <laughs> Took it definitely worked it out well. Out. Um, but I was just looking for reserve. I have, um, you know, some uh, situations where some of the uh, on bye weeks. Mm-hmm. But my my lineup's pretty well set with McCaffrey, Stevenson, Drake, and Edwards and Henderson. I picked up for this week mm-hmm. and Pacheco. Okay. And wide out, I have Gabe Davis, Palmer. Moore from Arizona, sure. Zay Jones, and whatever his name, W. Dale Robinson. Wandale Robinson, sure. So I was looking just to add a player in lieu of Pacheco, per your advice. If I drop Pacheco, I'd get a little more depth at running back, and there's only um, there's Dotson and Landry sitting now. All right, George. Um, you know, I think I'd still hang on to Pacheco because I don't think Landry or Dotson are going to be a difference maker. If you had to have them, I would grab Dotson over Landry. But I'd say let's hang on to Pacheco for one more week and see what happens. All right, folks, that does it for me right now. Xander and Hanley are coming your way from 9 to 10. I will be back with Deion Miller from 10 to noon today, again, at the Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood. So come on out and say hello if you're in the area. We will be there until noon, breaking down Bears and lines. Thanks to everybody for listening as always every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Don't forget to set your alarm and call in early so I can get you on the air. I'm Jeff Meller. Up next, we've got Xander and Hanley. And uh, as always, thanks to Tullamore Dew, Irish Whiskey, and of course the fine folks at Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, 